race clock. I declare bankruptcy. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Depression. Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? Dwight, you ignorant slut. Not only the years we've been at war, but from the moment as a child when we realized that the world could be conquered. <coughs> You're listening to Great Scott, the Office Podcast. <laughs> oh man, my name is Jay Ray. With me is my desk mate, Jacob. Hey, how's it going, everybody? For those of you who don't watch the video, Jacob counts me down for when uh, the music's supposed to cut out or whatever. And I was like so hyped for it. I was holding my breath this time and I <laughs> swallowed a little bit of saliva. Oh boy. Anyways, we're back. Hope uh, everyone had a good new year. Yeah, and a Christmas actually, because we didn't, uh, we thought we were going to come back after Christmas and we didn't. Yeah, you know, holidays. So the whole shebang, Kwanzaa. Yeah. The, uh, you know, if you're in the East Coast, I hope you have a safe weekend. It's supposed to snow like crazy here. Yeah, we're, uh, I'm, my the place where I work is orchestrating a, a rally, you know, due to some unfair labor practices because I work for a labor union. And uh, we're supposed to have a thing on Sunday evening in Times Square. And uh, I'm fairly sure that's not going to work out well. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling for like 12 to 20 inches here over the weekend. It's, uh, it's going to be tough. But, um, and if you're not here, then you're probably dealing with uh, wildfires or whatever. It's just, yeah. it's basically Mad Max here in the U.S. Yeah. Our, our low is on Sunday is supposed to be three. <laughs> just three. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. Well, first, Member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting family. Check us out, brokenjars.xyz. Our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash brokenjars. You can always email us at brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so they don't want you to get that out of the way. Because we always wait to the end, and I know no one listens to that part. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yep, we are uh, season eight, episode 13, Jury Duty, directed by Eric Appel. And written by Aaron Schuer, which I assume is the sibling of... Uh, Ken? Ken, I think it is. Or, or Michael Schuer. Michael, that's it. Using my, my white dude names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like the guy. He makes yeah. all my favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I just like started really watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so we're... Yeah, it's so funny. It's, it's good. I, I kick myself for not having watched it sooner. But I'm excited because now I've got all this content waiting for me to watch. So. Yeah, the uh, it came back last week. Yeah, on NBC now, right? Right. Well, and one of the, one of the funny things about it is, so like they do in the office in Parks and Rec, you know, uh, you know, with the beeping or the like beep bleep words. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, that's against the rules at Fox, so they they were using some of that in the newest episode. Oh, all right. So anyway, so we open up with um, Andy going down the warehouse saying that he needs the space. Yeah, and um, and what we see is ultimately uh, Footloose, right? Right, which is a movie I've never seen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he's talking about like, stress and like yeah, you know, he's like the uptight mayor of a town that says no dancing, and then we dance. Yeah, and he starts like throw like. You know, throwing shit and messing up peanuts. He's yeah. like, like moonwalking on some bubble wrap. It's like, how much product <laughs> does he waste? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if uh, him and Oscar have had to work the budget in certain ways. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if he stopped footloosing down in the warehouse, they probably would have made that uh, 800, 900 bucks they needed. <laughs> He's like, I can't cut the dancing, Oscar. Hey, at the very end, it's like, sex also works. Like, yeah. well, you, I mean, he does have his girlfriend well so I, I part of me wondered if that was like the joke is that like he's engaging in coitus yet is still so stressed out he still needs to come to work to dance like his intercourse is not enough yeah maybe <clears throat> but uh yeah you know and it's really interesting cold open just because andy's actually in it not that much the episode after you know like he obviously he he talks to jim a lot but that's for a bit like that's not for a bit you know right Jim plays it out a little bit while before he includes Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the, the A story, well, I don't know if it's A story or not, uh, is 
Uh, Jim had jury duty and he's ended up staying like so it was Monday and they let him go Monday and I assume it's now Friday. Yeah, I, well, I, I thought I felt like it was the following Monday. Well, he said it happened three more days or four. I can't remember. Well, see, I thought it was four, but like he got out with a half day on Monday mm. and didn't come back to work or whatever. You know, right? <clears throat> you know, helping Pam out with the baby and everything. Well, because I also feel like throughout the episode he phrases it as like last week, not like yesterday. You know, mm. fair, fair. But anyway, so he yes, he uh, has jury duty, but is let out through a half day and commences to not come to work for several days. Right. Um, and th- through the course of that, he finds out that that took a toll on some of his fellow mm-hmm. co-workers. Yeah, people got yelled at because the order got messed up. and People stayed late. People stayed late. And yeah, everyone was just kind of pissed off. So he has to play it out that uh, he was actually there. Yeah, that's right. Hit and run case. <clears throat> that, and Dwight is not buying it. Right. Uh, and, and for something weird too, um, it's during the time where he is doing the physical demonstration with the stuff in the break room. Mm-hmm. But then um, Dwight like asks a simple question. Now I don't know what it was, but uh, in like a weird way, where like any other thing that Jim did probably would have been suspect. But right, this, it was something about the positioning of something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was like the bike was in the left lane also or something. Right. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So he's suspect, and he. Uh, ends up go so he's trying to get Jim to crack with some mm-hmm. quizzing and stuff but ultimately Andy says that uh, he trusts Jim so much and at this point he really does um that obviously Jim would have to be fired if he was lying about being in jury duty for about a week or so right uh there's this great thing is like uh Dwight's rights like you have the the rights to remain silent the right something the right to request trial by combat yeah yeah <laughs> that's right uh, the, sort of like the the secondary storyline is Angela has had her baby, mm-hmm. um, who that everything everyone thinks should be premature. Right. There's this funny bit where it's like uh, Aaron says something about the baby, and Kevin's like, "Is it black?" It's like, it's <laughs> like, why would that be funny? Would it be funnier than a Chinese baby? And Kevin's like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, guys, come on, back me up on this. <laughs> and, and Ryan is like, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So who ends up going is Gabe because Gabe loves babies. He loves maternity wards. He loves maternity wards. Yeah, because it's the ultimate combination of joy and horror or something. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so creepy. Yeah. Um, and then Oscar, Kevin go, and Aaron goes, and I forget why Aaron goes. I think Aaron just went to went go to go yeah went to go went to went, went, to um, went. yes <laughs> so uh, yeah so they get there yeah it's supposed to be like two months early like significantly early I thought it was a month but maybe yeah I mean but anyway it's it's early though it's not like a couple it's not like two weeks it's like early. right yeah mm-hmm. um, so Oscar's trying to prepare people by saying like listen like if you've never seen a premature baby like try to try to be sensitive about it. Mm-hmm. They get it. It's a GD porker. It was what nine pounds, seven ounces. Yeah, like yeah. That, which is actually I weighed more now when I was born. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have a funny birthing story when you were? No, born? I do not. <laughs> my mom always held it against me. She said, uh, for whatever reason, my brother and I were born during like natural disaster-ish situations. So while my mom was uh, giving birth to me, there was an earthquake because it was California. And while my brother was being born, uh, it was a blizzard. So she was actually trapped in the hospital. I was here in Jersey. Um, but apparently I took like days. That's what she says. There was like an earthquake for like a whole day. of And it was then two more days she started to give birth to me. Whatever, whatever, mom. It's so, uh, it's so Philip Halstead Lipton. So his initials swear to spell out his name. It's like Phil, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know if that's on purpose. But it's something whenever anyone like in a TV show gives out their full name, I always like try to like put the initials together to see if there's some kind of hidden message in there. Yeah. 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 It's always weird because my, uh, I used to have one of those LL Bean backpacks where you get your mm-hmm. initials embroidered and my initials are JRR. So it just said jur or straight across. So uh, there was a nice fun time in elementary school where that was my nickname. People would call me jur. 
Well, it's a lot better than a lot of things you could have been called in elementary school. Well, when uh, when people started calling me my name, J. Ray, uh, I don't know if you know this, Jacob, but there's quite a few words that rhyme with J that, you know, uh, were thrown around lightly <laughs> when we were young uh, in a derogatory fashion that uh, may have not caused somebody to have a lot of confidence in themselves. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's... Great job naming me, Mom. Maybe that's why I stayed in there for three days, you son of a gun. Anyway. So, yeah, there's there's this one of the few actually good scenes in this episode. Uh, you find Jim and Andy in the stairwell, and Andy, or Jim is telling Andy, look, I lied, this is what I did, da, da, da. And it's all about, and he's like, oh, I hate being lied to. No one's ever lied to my face before. And right. Jim just has this, like, <laughs> deadpan look like do you not remember angela yeah, yeah. and dwight and all of that yeah well and it's interesting too that andy would opt to lie because jim is coming straight with him to figure out the best way to go straight with the office you know right and so yeah it's time for connecticut cover-up yeah i've never heard of one of those yeah let's <laughs> cover it up <laughs> and so. yeah oh i remember what it was so the thing that got dwight suspicious is Toby was talking about when he was on J duty with the screen, you know, with the strangler. Right. And he was talking about Ernesto's food truck with the empanadas. Oh, and right, right. Jim, Jim called, called it a restaurant. a restaurant. And that's when we learned that Jim had uh, convinced White he had a, gotten a walk on part on 24 or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> that's not important, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah right so that's that's this whole tirade or whatever against him mm. um so let's see that's all that dwight gets in jim's face yeah so J- dwight is pretty aggressive right trying to get him to break you know uh so ernesto does show up right calls a- ernesto yep yeah we learned that nate knows spanish yes and he goes on this whole thing about explaining how he'll say i even though and then he doesn't do it <laughs> Uh, so Andy gets in there and is like, look, I know he was there because I went and picked him up every day, half hour out, half hour back in, you know, easy hour. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's like such a Michael Scott thing to do to like go deeper into the lie. Yeah, right. And like make it worse, like a bad lie too. Right, right. Not, not just not more lies, but bad lies, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, then he like turns to Jim and like, criticizes Jim's ability to cover it up. He's like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. So Jim does come clean. Yeah. And Dwight is not too happy about it. He's like, oh, you got to fire him. It's like, he's like, I won. I won. (laughs) Yeah. He grabs a mailbox and he starts like packing Jim's stuff inside of it. And what's, what's funny is, at the end of the show, Dwight does actually fire Jim. Yes. You know, grants for the severance and everything else, but he does actually get to fire Jim. It's a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so back at the hospital, you know, everyone's like, wow, this is, this is weird. And uh, so. Well, so uh, they're all debating like the size of the baby and Aaron can confirm that the baby is not under the traditional eight pound weight because she squats five. Right. Maybe it's like significantly heavier than that. <laughs> right. And uh, so Oscar is like, hey, look, we know this is a premature baby and or not premature. It's like, come on, tell us what's going on. And he's like, so she's like, oh, yeah, me and the senator, we had just seen Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. I guess Chris Hemsworth gets her motor running. Well, what I'm going to say is it got both their motors running. It's true. You know, that, that would that, be true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they know uh, what they're talking about. These writers, <laughs> they've, they've made a show for eight years. <laughs> so, so she's like, Oh, like you can't tell anybody. And I don't know why, like Dwight is at the hospital, but he's uh, not there to see them. Uh, I think he's going to get Gabe to have the firing be official. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you get that little stickler to do what he does best. Stickle. Um, Yeah. So he shows up. And then when he's uh, sitting in the waiting room, waiting for Gabe to come out or whatever, 
Uh, that's when Oscar spills the beans that the baby was not premature. It was actually conceived nine months prior. Right. And D- Dwight goes in there and is like looking at him. He's like, oh, this is definitely a shirt baby. Yeah. And so <laughs> this is where we find out that, you know, Angela is still still sleep. I think this is the first time we find out that like she is still sleeping with Dwight. Or, or at, at least, at least slept. Yeah. Yeah. Slept later than we thought they had split up. Like there seems to be at least one liaison in between. Last right. Because uh, she meets the senator at a hay maze. Right, and that was what scene seven. Yeah, I think so. I'm looking. So Trinity, uh, now must have been season six. Okay, so there, there, there could have been a sizable gap in between right. the two. Uh, yeah, because Angela's trying to get with Dwight through that whole hay maze thing. Right. That's kind of what causes her to like notice the senators because she's feeling a little bit of a, yeah. Right. right. So who knows when they actually started dating or whatever. <laughs> I cannot find it. Oh, well. Anyway, so they are, so yeah, nine months ago they hooked up and according to Dwight, he, she, she told him that the, the senator wasn't satisfying her and then she kissed, he kissed her with the force of a thousand waterfalls. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Pretty intense kiss. In one, one of the great, great Dwight lines, it, it comes from the series. Like, unless someone taught Moe's sex, that kid is mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, so that's where we leave it for there. We switch back, and um, Jim has this grand plan to have Pam visit the office and bring the kids. Right. Uh, as a way to show how grateful they are. That's the that's the initial plan. Right. Um, and so they like Pam did all these drawings that apparently she did too good. Yeah, or or like too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then we see like tables are as tall as people. Kelly's upset how she's depicted, which I think she would have felt regardless of who drew. Right. And then like but there's cross hatching in one of them. Yeah. Whatever and, that is. Well, uh, it's like when you do lines one way and then for shading, you do them closer the opposite way. Mm. So you get it. You get it. Yeah. I took an art class in college. I don't want to brag. <laughs> uh, but, That's uh, what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, what's crazy too is it's Andy who brings that up and Andy knows that there's a lie. So mm-hmm. like, wouldn't he, wouldn't he just try to be covering it up more instead of like helping fuel well, the fire? Of, like, Jim's already come clean. Right. So, I mean, I guess... Maybe he's pissed that like Jim didn't stick to the plan. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so they call it out. They, uh, no one actually says Pam did it officially because then start, things start to kind of go awry. Babies start crying. Right. Uh, yeah. And they just send Jim home. <laughs> yeah. Because like they're doing like this thing where like, hey, did you pack this? Did you pack that? Everybody's trying to work, but they, they hear all the crying and stuff. And eventually he's like, I'm just going to walk her down to the car. But the folks who have had kids, Stanley, Daryl, Phyllis. Phyllis hasn't had a kid. Oh, no, I don't did. think so. She did. Gave oh, it. yeah, but, but she gave it up. She yeah, a kid, so she don't know. <laughs> she don't know nothing. Anyway, so they start to have this sympathy, and like you said, yeah, they they send him to his car, and they're aware that his time home was not the vacation that they thought he had taken. Right. Uh, or would they feel better about it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, like a nice moment. Like not often do we see the whole office unify someone like in a rooting way. Michael was really good at that because he would push them all away. And then when he had a nice moment, it's like really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what this felt like. Like one of the, like the office was a family again. Right. We haven't seen it in a while. So it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a bad way to close out that. Right. And then like Dwight comes in smoking a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> in the office. But I think is an, I, I, just judging by the, the labeling, I think it was an acid cigar, which are pretty tasty. They're like this infused cigar. I could not tell you. I have a, I have asthma, Jacob. So you're you're triggering me right now, is what I'm saying. Just, I I have asthma too, so I don't get the. Oh, so you're you're just terrible. You got to vape your cigars. You got to get a liquefied cigar. I end up like having like one to two a year, and that's about all I can handle. I mean, they look cool. I, I would love to be sitting in a big chair with big old arms and a, a good old poop looking honker hanging out my mouth hole <laughs> you know uh, you know but I, I you know i can't grow a mustache i don't have a robe it's all the whole thing it's classist is what it is man <laughs> so what did you think of this episode uh yeah you know i gotta say go 
when I saw what episode it was, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But by the end and stuff, and I kind of, it, it spoke to me a little bit. So I'm going to give it a 2.3 out of five uh, Ernestos. Nice. Yeah. You know, this episode is just kind of there and it's not overly funny. Like the, it really, it feels like the entire thing with Jim is just because they needed another storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, did no, not care for it. I get it. I get it. So I gave it a 1.5 out of five Chinese babies, which that might be the lowest score I've ever given an episode. Yeah, that's possible. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, it is, it's like, well, one, it sets up Dwight's craziness moving forward, which is like plot wise significant, but that only happens in the last like two minutes of the episode. Right. Uh, but like I said, it's just kind of like a nice moment in time for Jim and Pam. Yeah, that, that one part's really nice, but the episode itself is just garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know, I get sentimental. I'm like a feelings guy. <laughs> All right, uh, episode 14, season eight, special project, directed by David Rogers and written by Emile Gillette. Yeah, I think it's Gillette. So uh, yeah, it's so, Valentine's Day in the office. Mm-hmm. And Pam is finally back after finally. eight weeks of maternity leave. <laughs> Uh, so she's she's very excited to see people and before she could like fully greet everybody properly she's interrupted by someone else returning right. from maternity leave and Angela looks like fantastic yeah, yeah. and uh, Dwight's like what are you doing here you just had our baby <laughs> yeah I mean our collective baby yeah it's like oh, I don't need some Parisian vacation but granted the the Angela and Pam uh dynamics are a lot different you know one angela's you know senator and they have staff you know right. to help out uh angela's only got one kid and pam's got what two under th- three and under something like that yep yep uh yeah because you got yeah two you know so it's a much different dynamic when you're trying to keep you know well and i don't know what like a state senator's job looks like like i'm sure they have office hours and stuff but like i don't know how flexible not yeah. that he wants to be home with the baby last episode he didn't been because he's gay but then wanted to stay in the room when she was uh, breastfeeding well i mean so i don't know how like hands-on he's going to be with philip in the future i don't know if we see that like i don't know how far harrisburg is from scranton it's about two hours so you got to figure he's got to spend a lot of time in harrisburg because that's where the state capital is i see that makes sense yeah uh but yeah angel's just being a bitch about it like brought in cookies yep yep and like different versions of them because she knew some people could have nuts never (laughs) and pam has a hard time because like she takes a bite of this brown she's like oh my god this is good yeah and then she's like oh like are you gonna have one she's like no i'm trying to watch my video (laughs) and pam is feeling weird about so she's like you know what's better than or you know what the most useful treat is cash yeah she's like no 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 right because they know they're still poor so uh, okay, so the crux of the episode is that uh, Andy gets word from corporate that mm. uh, Dwight has been assigned a special project. Right, but he says it's a promotion. That's right, yeah. yeah. Which, But we never know what it is, and it seems like it doesn't stick. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, that was probably Andy misspeaking mm. for the sake of the joke that happens there, where I guess it seems like Dwight has been uh, tasked as head of sales multiple times yeah which like means nothing because no one listens to him anyways and it probably doesn't come with a pay raise like all of michael's fake promotions Mm. also like not for nothing but like from the time of michael till now it's like how many times have those people fluctuated between who's two and who's three and like oh yeah i mean because at one point it was very clearly jim jim yeah and then it kind of went away in season four yeah and then you know Dwight, well, when Charles was there, it was definitely Dwight. Yeah, which is five. And we have, you know, Jim and Mike being the co-managers. So it's like one and two, one and right. one, right. A, one B kind of thing. And now it's Dwight again as head of sales. Right. But obviously Andy leans on Jim a lot for stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 crazy. Uh, government coups over at Dunder Mifflin's grant. Right, well, and the one thing is, like, does it really matter since they're not running a team? You know, it's all sort of individual salespeople. It's not like like Dwight's got, like, 
two people underneath them as part of like this sales team, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, part of me was like, Michael, I mean, it seems like everybody focuses on sales a lot, especially at Dunder Mifflin, but I felt like Michael took a special interest in it because that's where he had elevated from. So like, we'd be interested to see other branches that are run by whoever was head of accountant that turned into a branch manager, you know, which is probably not the traditional trajectory in that company. Right. But like, because of that, Michael had a much tighter grip on sales than like, say, accounting, which which, Mm. which was Angela's department, you know. She never told accounting how to do their job. He never did. Right. Um, right. So Dwight is super happy because he might be a dad yep. and he is in Perfektenschlag. Yes, which is like a, a like a perfect place to be. In. You know, like everything's going right. Everything's coming up. You, but there is a, is it, what is it? A homophone or is it a synonym? Yes, it's a synonym. Synonym, yeah. Because it's the same word, different meaning. Synonym is the same meaning, different word. Right. Whatever so, that word is. Whatever it is. There's another <laughs> meaning for perfect and schlong. Yes. Perfect pork anus. Uh, which he's not having at the moment. <laughs> so sort of uh, something that's kind of running in the background is, uh, so Jessica and Andy are doing pretty good, apparently. Yep. And Aaron says something about how they were carpooling all the time and how she would like to carpool with Andy every day, but would not like to spend that much time with Jess. Yeah. It's funny. I get it. Uh, but for some reason, so Andy pops over to uh, Aaron's desk and uh, is like given facts, like mm-hmm. love facts or something like that. Right. And uh, one of them is, uh, well, okay. So you wrote here, what you write a correction to the joke? Yeah. So this is something my wife chimed in with. It's not that pigs can orgasm for 30 minutes. It's flamingos that can orgasm for 30 minutes. Are you sure it's not both? she's the animal science major. So I defer to her on things like this. Well, for next episode, I'd like you to ask her. And I'd also like you to ask her, do the flamingos have to be with pigs? <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, no, she was, uh, I mean, don't, don't tell the whole internet that your wife was wrong right now, bro. <laughs> oh, so no, she is right. Okay. There you go. And now Jacob's still married. Look at that. That's how you save a marriage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, sort of, uh, I guess really the B storyline is Val for Valentine's Day made beanies for everybody in sort of the warehouse and for Daryl. That's right. Yep. So, you know, he's like, so Daryl has a beanie. He's trying to figure out, is this a love beanie or a friendship beanie? Yeah. And so, you know, he's obviously like crushing on Val. And so he's like, you know, look. He's like talking to the camera. He's like, I'm hot. You're hot. Let's get it pop. Yeah. <laughs> he goes down to the warehouse. He's like trying to play it all cool. He's like, hey, you notice anything different? And like he had got her these like really nice gloves. Yeah, cashmere. And then she, he looks around and realizes everyone's got to be. <laughs> right. So he chickens out and ends up giving the gift to Nate. Right. Uh, who is very thankful for it. He is. It's like, oh, they're so nice. And oh, the card. Yeah. He's like, really, the card's nicer than the gift. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So so that's that's a whole thing that Daryl's got to deal with. Um, I, I swear, I got to send you the video of the actor who plays Nate doing the yo-yo thing on the news. <laughs> I think about it all the time, and I know you've never seen it. I got to send it. Uh, I'll have to check it out. So, yeah, Dwight is trying to build a team, his team. Yes, that's right. Uh, he needs people who are loyal, help him get an inroad with the gay Hispanic team. People who won't be missed, who's referring to Toby. Yeah. I'm like, is he going to try and kill Toby in Florida? Is he going to drown him in the Everglades? Like a, yeah, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, people who aren't idiots, yeah. good for nothing, meth heads, or Kathy. Right. <laughs> Um, so interestingly enough, he does list someone who he wants on his team first, right? Which is Pam, right? He's actually Pam is the first uh, person he asked to be on on the on the team. Now, why do you think that is? He likes Pam. Pam's his best friend. Incorrect. It's actually because he was also going to murder Pam. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's true. They had their their moment during the concussion episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he picked her to be the secret assistant regional manager during his very brief reign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, uh, 
there is a camaraderie there that uh, it's a little harder to find than you know right uh, and you got to figure i mean she's been in that clump for since season five now so it's like two and a half years at this point uh, yeah so they've been around each other a lot i mean she looks right at them all day yeah so they, they probably spend some time chatting yeah yep so dwight's team was daryl pam toby phyllis uh and oscar um yeah which uh aside from toby seems like a decent team because phyllis is pretty good at sales maybe it's one of those things where like he thought that like if he asked for toby he could get some of these better people right because he's the clear dud right yeah it's like i can't ask for five all-stars i can only ask for four and get someone so bad it evens it out yeah uh, on the flip, though, when Dwight gives Andy the list of people he'd like to take, Andy offers up his own list of people he deems are good candidates for this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin and Kelly are some right. of them listed, so clearly going the opposite. Kevin, way. Kelly, and I think Meredith. I think Meredith was on that list because yeah. he's talking about like uh, how he used to own an Arctic wolf. But have you ever tried to use a chain with three weak links? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and to complicate matters even further, Robert California texts Jim and tells him to bring his clubs to Florida. Yeah. So there's this whole di- other dynamic of Jim trying to get out of going to Florida, which I can't blame him. I wouldn't want to go to Tallahassee for three weeks on business. No, no. Well, enough, you know, I, uh, some, regardless of where you go, sometimes business trips just aren't fun. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're away from home and, you know. I used I used to like traveling more when I was younger, but like I mean, the last trip I went on was like three or three three four weeks ago, and it was it was a good trip. Learned a lot, but like it's one of those things where you're in meetings all day, then you do dinner, and you're essentially going from like seven a.m. to ten, and right, right. exhausted. And yeah, you got some really good food, and I really didn't even I do appreciate the, the nice food, but still. Yeah, because uh, we you know we used to do like trade shows in Vegas and stuff. And aside from the jet lag that you're experiencing, which they wouldn't experience going to Florida, which is nice. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm up at six to set up crap, and then I got to do team dinners until ten, and then it's terrible. I don't yeah. like those people. <laughs> Want to play penny slots with all the smokers, man? <laughs> Get a cigar, one of those fat brown things hanging out of my mouth hole. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, so it's a whole thing about Jim not knowing how to respond. That's like a third of this episode. Basically. Right. It's a great thing. It's like, maybe I should just call him. And Kelly's like, you want to call someone who texted you? Do you want to drive them away? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, you know, that's like a cell phone etiquette thing. And later on in this season, uh, there's another scene of cell phone etiquette when they start talking about Daryl's like ellipses. Oh, yeah. The dots. Yeah. 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 Like, Three dots is okay. Four is pushing. Five is like, I want to, we want to bang. Yeah. Well, because like I, I got it when it happened. I get it now. I wonder when the time frame will be where that joke no longer applies because texting conversations have changed so much. You know, they're all GIF emojis instead of any words now. <laughs> and then you got like, you know, Snapchat and all those other social media things that you do not understand yeah if if robert california snapchatted you or you come into tallahassee and you responded with a, a pick of your you know your um probably totally appropriate robert would totally get it he'd be like all right cool see you in a week man <laughs> and that would not be sexual still well yeah the most advanced i get with my social networking is instagram <laughs> like i don't do any of like the new stuff yeah it's tough that, that i mean that's my job there was a Every time I see an article, it says like teens on new social media app. I have to download the app. I have to figure it out if it's worth it. And there was one that came out like three weeks ago. It was called like Zebo or something. And it was basically like a crappy version of that Mitomo game that Nintendo put out for phones where you basically make like a 3D avatar. You visit your friend's avatar's houses. They basically have an aim away message up and then you just leave them a message even though their character is standing there. It's like it's like if I if I went up to you at work and I was like Jacob call me later and then walked away. That's what it's like. So I had it for ten minutes, made my character, I was adorable, and then I uninstalled it. It's not for me. I've been seeing a lot of like I don't know what it is, but I see a lot of it on imagery. I guess I, that's another social media I do. It's like TikTok, which I think is like a gift oh, sharing or yeah. gift maker or something. It was formerly Musically, um, if you remember that. Yeah. So. 
quickly. I have to do it because now it's on the tip of my tongue. TikTok was very big in Asia. Musical.ly was big here. It was essentially like a music dubbing app where it would play a song, you sang along with it without your vocals, and then you post it. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. So then TikTok acquired Musical.ly, and now they have all these weird effects. It's very annoying. Also downloaded that for about a week. Had to uninstall it, mostly because there's a lot of unnecessary sexualization of preteen girls. It was very uncomfortable looking at on the bus. Just like, why is this girl belly dancing? It's like, hmm. I feel great porn. that I called it. Yeah, basically, basically. So uh, it's, don't don't download TikTok is what I'm saying. Jacob, yeah, gotta, don't do it. You gotta be careful flipping through Im- imagery. <laughs> well, that too. Well, I, I don't. I don't do. No, nobody judge me. But I don't do. I'm a front page guy only. Well, yeah, but even some of that's, I mean, granted, they don't allow nudity anymore, but like there's definitely been some like essentially naked women on the front page. I mean, we're recording this on Redhead Monday. Yes. So if you were, if you were exploring it, you may see a lot of scantily clad women who have red hair sometimes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. So um, back to Daryl. Uh, also, sorry, real quick, Jim. He's, so he refers to Robert California as RC a lot. And obviously, like, I remember that once he did it. We should do that because we're always calling him his full name. Okay. Doing it. Establishing it. Show rule. If we ever say Robert California again, take a shot at home. Great. Okay. Um, Robert California, Robert California. <laughs> they are drunk. So Daryl is still trying to figure out what the deal is with Val. I think he's generally assumed that it's no good. But then um, he gets a phone call from someone looking for the address to send flowers to. Right. Uh, the only girl down there, Val. So he rightly assumes that the individual on the phone is Val's boyfriend. Well, he asks, like, who's well, right, your right. girlfriend, Val? He's like, yeah. yeah. And he's kind of flustered. He, he's like, uh, so can I get that address? And Daryl's like, yeah, let me just find a pen. And then she's like, why do you need a pen? He's like, I have my reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a pretty big damper on uh, Daryl's. Right. So... Earlier, Dwight had sort of tossed out this whole Tallahassee thing. Uh, three weeks, all expenses paid, partying with Gloria, Gloria Estefan, I think. It's, he says it in a really weird way. Uh, and so he's not happy with the team Andy's put together. Right. And so he just goes out and tells everybody, throwing Andy under the bus, yep. and everyone's pissed. Yeah. And uh, Oscar says something about, like, we're not question. We're not questioning his reasons. We just want to know what they are. Yeah, it's like yeah, because you know, because you know, Stanley's pissed. He really wants to go to Florida. Talking about how like he's the only guy who watches Burn Notice. Yeah, I gotta say it's crazy that they fight over this trip because, like I said, like it just sounds stressful. Like three weeks is a long time. I mean, I suppose if you're Ryan, who eventually is trying to go and is obviously trying to not be at the same place as Kelly. Like he's going to get to mischief. That's why he wants to go, you mm-hmm. know, but like, do people think they're going to be chilling on the beach? I mean, it's Tallahassee. Yeah. It's in the middle of the state. Yeah. Uh, and you I, know, they were, I mean, if I were single and didn't have like, whatever, I would go for three right. weeks. You didn't have to come home to your guinea pigs every night. Right. On the cats. Oh Yeah. But, you know, at this point, I'm like, if I'm gone for three days, I was like, I was starting to get a little stir crazy. I'm like, I'm ready to go home. It won't be my life. No, it's true. I mean, we were, uh, I don't know if you went away for Christmas. We didn't really talk about that. But uh, we had to go to Connecticut for my wife's family. And, you know, it's nice. There's couches. I was wearing pajamas sometimes. But it's just like, it's not your home, you know? Right. You just feel like you're on the whole time. So even though I had a five-day weekend, we were there for three days. And it's just like, you can't not feel a little bit of stress. Right. Like if I was home, I'd be farting everywhere. I farted twice on this podcast. I had to mute my mic, bro. It's too loud. Well, I couldn't do that over there. You have to sneak yeah, away. Well, one of the best, worst things we did was buy a really nice bed. And then that oh. makes me, that really makes traveling hard. It's like you go back and like you're on these crappy hotel beds and yep. you can't move. And you're like, oh, it's like you're feeling it like, oh, I really am 34 years old. No, that, that's super true. We call my wife's old bed the slab because we stay in her <laughs> childhood room. And it's just like, it's just basically two box springs <laughs> with like very tiny blankets. And it's a full size bed. We sleep in a queen right now. And oh, so, that's tough. Yeah, so I'm just like a gigantic man with my ass hanging off the side of the bed to, so as to give her enough. It's terrible. Well, one thing we do is we, we actually have a Tempur-Pedic as our dedicated guest bed. So, if, you know, anyone ever comes and visits, you'll have a nice guest bed. That's nice. Well, we have a very nice inflatable. 
It's like layered and stuff. It's fancy. Although it's a twin. So if you're a couple, <laughs> you're going to have a little bit of a Titanic situation. So. <laughs> you can tell the qualities of the, uh, these, these episodes by like how far off track we're getting. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Okay. So back to it. Um, uh, da, da, da. Okay, about 300 miles to Cape Canaveral, right? Because yeah, he says of, something about going to Cape Canaveral after yeah. work. It's like, you can't do that. Yeah, which is the length of Jersey. It's like basically driving from like New York City to Atlantic City. I've actually so, been to Cape Canaveral. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I uh, was down in Florida, and it happened to be the, t- the time of the next to last shuttle launch. So I went and launched the shuttle launch. Nice. I got, uh, again, way off. I, there were these uh, limited edition vans that were NASA themed. Nice. Jumped on those. I've been rocking those every day, bro. It's got little patches that come off. It's like Apollo 11. Dope. Dopest shoes I've ever owned. Anyways. Uh-huh. So, yeah, basically what they're going to do is they're going to give everybody half an hour to come up with pictures as to why they should be part of the right. Tallahassee team. And they're like, asking for like five days. or six hours. Yeah, yeah. No, 30 minutes. Yeah, it yeah. just goes back and forth. Uh, but uh, Andy has this funny bit where he says guys, apparently, when he's like nervous or his back are up against the wall. So he just says guys like 30 times in a row. <laughs> Pretty annoying. Right. So, so Jim finally gets it together. He's like, hey, I don't think I should be leaving. I've got a newborn. Da, da, da. Sends it to Robert California. And he just texts back, LOL. Oh, well. and, and just the, the abject terror in Jim's face is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, what do I do now? I don't know. Well, it took all morning, right? Right. And Robert responds in 34 seconds. Mm. He's like, he's talking to the pants, like, would it be too dark to say CC has, has an operation? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. So some of the. Pres- so she says that, but someone's in the room. Who? It's Kathy, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, someone's in the room who kind of gets the, well, sees this weird conversation, but also gets the sense that maybe Jim's going to Florida. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is Kathy. Yeah. And we don't but, see her pitch. But right. But we, some of the pitches we see are pretty good. Yeah. Um, Brian has a PowerPoint talking about, you know, youth and whatever. He's like, send me or Kelly. Not both, <laughs> but one of us. Yeah. Youth and all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin is like, I, I think I'm at a point with my gambling rehab where I can, you know, go to the dog races again and just sit there watching it, enjoying the sport, maybe placing a bet if there's like a crazy mismatch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, we get to see the first glimpse of Florida Stanley. Yeah. Which is the best Stanley. It is the best Stanley. He's got like this white you know, blazer on, hat, you know, yeah. white fedora, pink shirt. I think it's yeah, he, looks, he looks like he's from Miami Vice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all like, Florida Stanley's happy. He likes coming to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Aaron does like a surprise, like, hey, I'd like to go mm. um, as a way to clear her head. And uh, Dwight says, well. Right. You, you need to stay as grounded as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she wants to go and in, in, in a, Talking head, she kind of makes it clear that she needs to, like, she just needs to be away from Andy. So this is an opportunity for her to do that. Right. And she she's decided that she, if she goes, she's not coming back. Right. Right. Like, what? And then Kimmy Schmidt happened. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Dwight. So Jim goes in and he basically says, like, well, he doesn't say anything. He just talks about the Florida thing. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're too essential. Can't be left. And Dwight scoffs at that. And then um, Jim shows the uh, text message. Right, but he's got, before that, he's got to say, he's like, look, it would be in your oh, uh, best interest to best say, interest say I am essential. And he like starts to say it and he can't, like Jim's recording. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's still weird to me. It's like how quickly phones changed from like yeah. that episode and like just even two or three years later, you know? Yeah, because it was a big deal in season four that they were all going to start using Blackberries. Right. Um, it sounds like they've got some pre-iPhones. Like iPhones are like just getting big there, but Jim doesn't have one yet. So but they're in, standard. By the end of the show, like everyone's got one. Right, right, yeah. yeah. But, not yet, but that's the thing, not yet. And it's the second to last season. Mm-hmm. So it's like crazy. Um, so Dwight has this uh, thing where he's trying to get people to quit. So he brings them in. 
you know, has say talk about how Tallahassee is like 85 degrees and humid. And I did look it up in February. Uh, it averages a high of 69. So it's actually probably quite nice in mm-hmm. February in Tallahassee. Well, because so, muggy is all hell, but right. Well, who's on the team? It's Aaron, Jim, mm-hmm. Ryan, Stanley, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Which I guess we know because that is the team. Though. I don't know why I didn't rehash that. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're there. Yeah, it's all muggy. Uh, Dwight had released 200 mosquitoes into the conference. 300 mosquitoes. 300 to uh, simulate the Tallahassee weather. Uh, yeah. Luckily, we had some frogs recapture the mosquitoes once he was done. Yeah, one, like, one, that is one thing. You know, I, I, grew, I grew up on the Gulf Coast and mosquitoes there are just awful. That, I hate it. It's one of the things I like living about, like living up north. They're really not an issue because everything dies in the winter. Yeah, it's true. I I live by a lot of like marshes, so in the summer, like they still creep around over there, which is kind of terrible. But um, yeah, then Dwight's like doing this impression of like an old dude, and he's like t- talking to Aaron like he's going to marry her for the seventh time. I'm going to make you the seven Mrs. Rosenblatt. <laughs> Yeah, um, which is probably anti-Semitic, but <laughs> yeah, probably that's a good point. I didn't think of that, uh, but that makes sense. Dwight's uh, he has some political leanings. Uh, so we flash back to the warehouse, and Nate's wearing the gloves to, like do work. Yeah, like those poor gloves. Those nice looking gloves. I know. I'd be surprised if there wasn't a hole in them already. <laughs> and Nate Gate gives Daryl these Nate coupons or napons. Yeah, uh, it's like a free tickle. Um, stick a gum yeah wherever you are i'll find you um yeah so it's it's whatever it's weird nate and um so val's got the flowers Mm. and um daryl's like oh nice flowers or whatever kind of indicating that he knows right and and then she says though thanks they're from my mom which Daryl also knows is a lie so he's like like, oh real deep voice said his name was said her name was something he's like yep my grandmother Like she doubles down on it, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just fun. They seem to like haze each other a bit. So she got called out. So like that's why she's playing with it. But yeah, it's like oh, it's a love beanie. Well, because that's what we're supposed to get from it, right? Because Val lied about it, she's indicating that she's not very serious about this guy. Right. Right. So she doesn't want to make it seem like Daryl has no chance. Unlike Pam, who said she was engaged to Jim. Just kidding. It's not the same. They work together. Uh, well, I mean, because pretty soon, well, because we see him soon because of like the Jamaican jerk chicken ellipses episode, right? Uh, so that's three episodes. Well, it, actually, it's two episodes from now. So maybe the whole, um, uh, maybe the whole texting has already started. Right. Right. That would make sense. Yeah. Um. Well. So essentially. Uh, Dwight has a second meeting with his Tallahassee team, but this is like a real meeting. He's, right. He yeah. found out that they won't quit. So he's, he's got to do his best with them. And he's just trying to like, he's kind of down. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Ryan comes up with the idea of, you know, having a lounge area. And Aaron talks about a coat check. So you're not having to carry your printer around. And so Dwight's like, starts to get a little excited. He's like, these are actually good ideas. Yep. And then uh, Jim, and that's the thing. We do forget how professional Jim is when he he's, needs to be. So he asked Dwight, he's like, is this a good time for you to tell us what you expect of us? Because like 100% falls in line. He's like, Dwight's the boss on this project. Right. And, you know, while he does, you know, still prank Dwight, it, when it comes to business time, it's, you know, and, and you, Dwight gets his, I look in his eye of, uh, you know, like his dreams coming true a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. he realizes that these people do see him as the boss, right? As the leader. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he goes. Uh, he kind of goes through. He's like Stanley, a solid play- player. Ryan, capable of surprises. Aaron's a great follower. Kathy may not be totally useless. And Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's the team. Next time we see them, they are all packed up and they're getting ready to get onto like a shuttle or whatever to the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do it. This is when we get the throwaway line that Kathy's going to try and bone Jim. It's like a marriage is not good. Of course he will. You know, it's three yeah. weeks in Tallahassee. So why does she say the marriage is not good? Well, she said, she's like, she uh, overhears the CCC conversation. No, no, no. She says something like, 
you know, I sat right beside her or something for, yeah. it's like, she's like, I know firsthand that their marriage is not correct. Right. And this really, like, people are, people always say that, like, um, the season nine marriage issues were out of the blue, but it's not. It was a, grant, a very small throwaway line, but it is set up here. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the issue is, like, they're so bad in season nine. Like well, a lot, if, you think, I mean, if you think of this just kept snowballing for six months and there are a lot of things that kind of caught up to him eventually in season nine, you know, like Jim always doing stuff without telling Pam and that kind of stuff. Well, and like Pam's failed dreams mm-hmm. and then Jim doing his dream thing. Right. Well, and you know, Pam starts getting all those commissions and so you know, Scranton, you know, she's, she's able to do her art in Scranton now. And so she's kind of fulfilling a dream. And then Jim's thing is starting to take it away. So there is a lot of, there's, um, I think it's Screen Prism had a really good breakdown of their relationship on YouTube. Worth checking out if you can find it. I think it's who it was. Screen Prism, one of those pop culture channels. Whatever, man. In that broken jars. I don't want any of it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what do you uh, what do you think of this? Episode? It's almost good. Right. I gave it a two point nine nine out of five mosquitoes, but it really does set up the next couple. You know, the next four episodes, which then um, kind of dovetails into the rest of the season. Uh, but it, it really is just sort of that setup, and it. So the, I mean, I think the next. I think the Florida arc is pretty good in general. It's you know what it is. It's because it's focused. It's yeah. like we're we're too deep into the show, like eight years in. It's too many seasons to have like BS episodes, right? So the Tallahassee arc is nice because they have to make sense of why we're watching characters in Florida. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, I give it. I'm just gonna go up one notch above you. I'm just gonna give it the straight three out of five. Um, I, I gotta say it's crazy because like. Catch me any other day. These episode ratings and any other episode we've ever reviewed would be widely different on any other day. I know. You know, but like I'm feeling good right now. I watched both those episodes in two parts. I didn't feel like I was like wasting 23 minutes of my time at a time. Said I wasted like 12 minutes each way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I probably was rating it more favorably than I would have felt at a different. See, you know, I expected, I did expect special project to rate higher than it did. Mm. I knew jury duty was going to be meh. Anyway, so again, member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting family. Uh, Check us out, Broken Jars at XYZ, Broken Jars Broadcasting at gmail.com, patreon.com forward slash Broken Jars if you want to give some of your harder money and hang with us on Discord. Yep. Where we tell terrible jokes. Yes. Everybody on our Discord reads the dresden files <laughs> i don't even know what it's about is it like 50 shades of gray is that it's what it's adult is? harry potter it's adult harry. so it is like 50 shades of gray <laughs> got it okay i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh yeah so hang out with us on discord after you give us money that's the deal yeah that's gonna do it for this episode see y'all next time bye